Hello. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How's everyone listening? How's oh, it you're going? good too. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're just interpreting and feeling, feeling the waves of all your love. <laughs> so, so, this week, we thought we'd talk about superstitions. Talk about superstition. I think it's a, it is a fascinating thing because things persist. So I was saying to Terry Ann earlier how we get those, um, we were talking about, you know, emails you get and group chats where everyone's like, you know, you've got to, you've got to post this on your page. Otherwise, you know, you'll die. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but it's, it's like, we used to get those, what did well, they call it before, is, those it... letters you'd get and you had to write to three people? Yeah, chain, chain, mail. chain mail. Yeah. Yeah. Chain mail. Right. So, you know, it, it seems to talk to the part of us that really has no idea what's going on in the unknown. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so it's almost like this it, it's a mystical way of grappling with the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, when we didn't know, what lightning was or we didn't know um what long hours of night or the eclipse uh, or the eclipse or so so many different things we didn't know Uh, even a baby coming out in um you know feet first the things we we didn't know and and Hmm. in that unknown it's almost like tuning into the unconscious and the unconscious contains everything and then we extract from that unconscious um some piece and put it into the linear um past reflected onto the future mind system right how the mind Mm. works looks the past projects it onto the future so I've said this for years and, and a lot of people have just looked at me really strangely, but you know, most of these superstitious habits that we have are the same as, okay, I'm about to go for a walk. So first I'm going to tap my head three times, clap my hands three <laughs> times, tap my fingers three times, then go for my walk. Check the light. And, and often people, yeah, it, it just, just whatever that, that is done without um, no, I don't think reasoning is everything, but I there is the the ability to look at our assumptions even with the unknown and kind of um, really think about what we're saying and make it clear so that we don't have all this um, superstitious stuff in front of us, right? So people do this all the time. So on Facebook, you've got that. And I even get a little heart leap when, when I, when someone sends this to me, like you're going to die yeah, if you don't send yeah. it forward. Something bad is going to happen to you. Well, <sighs> it's the, the, the ugly part of that is someone has just cursed you. Yes. You know, the, the, the somehow we understand there, there is a form of magic spells, yeah. right? There, there is a form. I mean, if you suggest to someone that something bad's going to happen, 
their their minds will grip onto it and they'll they'll turn it into a reality. Yeah. Even if they don't want yeah. to. People believe right? they'll, these they'll, Yeah. Or even if you don't believe yeah, it's it, still the suggestibility, right? This is so important when you're doing tarot reading. You know, I've seen this over and over again. Someone says someone's going to die or they, they don't give you a clear assessment of what's going on. I don't like talking about um, anything that revolves around death because you could say someone's going to die that, you know, and it could be some distant relative and they go, oh, wow, look at that. She predicted someone was going to die. My goodness. You know, you could find someone who's going to die. Yeah, people are always dying. It's, it's, it's happening all the time. So what does that have to do with? with your life yeah you know usually when someone's gonna die people know about it usually they know that someone's sick and they're dying so they might ask how many months left does this person have you know are they gonna make it those kinds of things are are reasonable but just to to predict like someone's gonna have an accident who who needs to have that known in advance like i just find that non-essential because you can't prevent it and not only that, you can't prevent it necessarily, but you can also cause it, right? You know, all those films and movies where someone knows about the future and they will do all kinds of things to try and prevent the future, but they're actually doing exactly what's required to make the future occur. Yeah. I, not that I think I can control it. I don't think I can control it by not telling them either. Yeah. 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 Right. But, you know, we're making decisions um, based on our own internal kind of moral compass, right? My moral compass is, well, why would I tell somebody this? You know, that it's, it's not essential. And, you know, when I was younger, I would tell people things and that usually the mind would come in and go, there, there's no way that's going to happen. And then it would happen. And of course they'd say, wow, how, how did you know that? Tell me something else. And by the time I, I realized this is, this is not doing anything for anybody. Mm. Even if somebody asks, you know, what's going to happen and they say, I don't care if it's negative or positive, it's not true. Because by virtue of asking, you want to know what's going to go on. Yes. And, you know, so somehow this unknown part of us, because, well, an unknown part of life, the unconscious, the, the, all the stuff we don't know, we want to know what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. You know, so some people ask me, well, then why do a tarot reading at all? Well, it can, you want to do it so it gives you some health in life. If you know that, let's say in March, it's going to be a very slow time for you. Energetically, you're going to be weak. You need to take care of yourself and pamper yourself. And you get to March and often people say to me, yeah, I was, I was so worried. You know, I started worrying about why am I not active? Why am I not doing all the things? And then I listened to the reading and it said, oh, March is going to be slow. So I just went with it. And then sure enough, April, there was an energy surge just as you yeah. had stated. Those things are useful. Yes, absolutely. Um, a little warning signs. Look, you're on this road where you're overstressing yourself. So you really need to you know, be concerned about your body and take care of it. Now they may heed that warning or not, but it's very gentle warning. It's a gentle admonition of the way that they're living their life. And usually they agree. You know, that usually when I'm looking at that, they go, yeah, 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 I'm overdoing it. It's like, well, so here you are with a stranger who's saying you're overdoing it. So maybe time to 
look at that. Now, whether they look at it or not is, is going to depend on, you know, many, many variables. Well, they're going to take responsibility right? for it, for a start. Take responsibility or think that um, I've got to keep doing this to keep my life together because otherwise my life is going to fall apart. That happens so mm. often with people. And that is a superstitious thing as well. I've got to keep doing what I'm doing is the formula that I have for living life. Uh This formula is actually has been working. Back to superstition. I always wear my red pants when I go (laughs) on a date. Exactly. So so if I keep stressing myself, if I'm always stressed, if I'm working, if I've got everything organized, if I don't let go of anything, I don't drop the ball my life will continue as though you think you're making your life happen mm. and you don't realize you could drop a ton of balls and your life is still going to work. Yeah. I was- your life is still going to um, play out. And I'm not talking about irresponsibility. Like some people say, well, if, if I have no control, well, okay. You don't have control, but you always have a choice. Yeah. So let's say you don't have control when you choose to do nothing. Which is, I'm gonna stay in bed I mean, all day forever. Yeah, I, I, that's a challenge. That you know, maybe somebody depressed will stay in bed all day. But you know, when you're when you're relatively healthy and your life is going along, uh, it's really hard to stay yeah. in bed all day long. <laughs> and you won't be able to do it because you're gonna have to pee unless you pee in your bed. Well, yeah. That's fine too. So um, but eventually you're gonna get out of bed. Eventually, eventually after forty days, you'll be hungry. <laughs> You definitely will be hungry. There's there's movement that occurs. I, you know, when I I tried, well, I did this for a couple of years, which was do nothing. You know, and that's that's really an instantiation of the idea that I'm not the doer. I'm being done, which really lets me know. Okay, I always have this choice. Apparently, I'm choosing things, mm. but whether I have control over the choice is another thing. So it really brings in this duality of. Well, am I choosing to do this or do I have no control? And and, so often I sit back and go, well, I chose that. I chose to sit here, obviously, and be online with, be on the podcast with you, apparently. But there's another part of me that says, really? Like, were you totally conscious of every choice you were making? All the permutations. Exactly. It's like, how did I even get here yeah. to this moment? Yeah. So, you, you know, you're, you're having this experience. And when you realize you're not um, actually making it happen or not, though, you can't forget that you, you always have choice. So if you choose to do nothing, um, it, it, it really can't happen. You're going to do something. Yeah. You're going to think. Yes. You're going to go for a walk. Your heart is going to be. You're going to want to move your body. You're going to want to eat something. Um, and, and things happen. You just want more. Yeah, you just want something else. Like, oh, I really would like a more comfortable seat. So let me go get a job. Let me go get some money. Like, <laughs> They're just things that you will do despite yourself. Yeah. And so this experiment that I was doing for, I still do it, is to keep saying to myself, do nothing. And one of the days was really interesting is I woke up and I felt that stress and the mind talking. And I just said, no, um, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not going in. I choose not to be stressed. 
So I said, oh, how's my body? My body's super tired. You know what you're going to do? You're going to stay in mm. bed. You're just going to stay in bed and do nothing. So I just relaxed, fell down deep into the covers. This happens quite mm. often, but I remember this particular day. And I'm laying there. And about 20 minutes later, I'm, the bed's made. And um, I'm in the shower. <laughs> like I thought, I thought you were tired sleeping. Yeah. What happened? Right. I didn't. There wasn't even a choice to get up. All of a sudden, my body was getting up. But there was no conflict in the mind. Yeah. Right? The mind was not saying, oh, my God, I have to get it. It just, it, 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 all that mind stuff went away. So, obviously, you know, what I, I ascertained was, well, I went into a deep relaxation, maybe for five minutes. You know, I thought I was going to stay in there a whole extra half hour, but like five minutes. And all of a sudden, there I was at my desk. Yeah. You know, they were showered and then at my desk, you're like, wow, that's so cool, right? But if I had chosen the other route, which was to remain in conflict, I don't want to get up. I feel tired. And that conflict continued. I would be a very different person when I started uh, my day. You know, it would be tired because the, the mind, uh, if you identify with it, can, can drain everything out of you. So th there is this choice that as well as whether you listen to your, your mind or not. And the mind is, is clearly a superstitious vehicle, mm -hmm. right? Well, it's, it's, the mind it's, is always seeking meaning. Yeah, that's the other, that's almost so, like insane. Yeah, so I'm, I'm here now, so there must be a meaning to this. You know, it's almost... Um, Seeking meaning post an action is, it doesn't even make sense. It's, you're just looking for connections yeah. for the mind to be at ease. But there's another way to seek meaning is to go deeper and seek what gives you meaning in life. That's a very different thing than looking for an analytical meaning. And people don't, don't differentiate between those no. two. They don't differentiate that, no, find your meaning in life, but this these two things together i've i've put them yeah, together people do um, look for meaning like i i've had three people try and read my meters this week my gas and electric meters oh that must mean something i'm like well <laughs> the system's just gone mad and they keep sending people to my house so i don't know do you know what i mean but in conversation sometimes if i brought that up people would be like oh there must be some meaning to this and i'm like why is your mind trying to work out to people coming and reading my gas meter? It's, do you know what I mean? It's a weird example. Well, no, it's not. Because the, the, the mind will link on to anything. Why is he coming to read it today when I was, you know, talking to so-and-so and it, oh, yeah. you know, there, there, there's so many things that the mind will um, latch on to. Yeah. It is a strange, I was going to say a strange vehicle we live with. It's a strange uh, vehicle. Yeah, it's much like, um, yeah, I kind of think of it as like, here are all these thoughts that could be yours or other people's that run around in the mind and the mind. Who knows how big it is and what it connects to. Yeah. And, and 
how we um, identify with its contents. It's almost like, okay, I've got blood flowing through my veins. I'm going to start identifying with the blood and whatever the blood has to communicate to me. And it's just so, so strange, right? It's a, it's a strange thing. It's a, it's a strange thing in the mind. Um, but the, the deeper we have an understanding that there is the, the I am existing in this vehicle and the vehicle has a certain function. And, and some of it, if you identify with it, is going to cause a few problems. You know, so why the heck did this even occur? I have no idea. You know, but it is part of the conflict. Like, why the heck do we identify with the mind? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it's, it's fascinating. It, is that an educated it, thing or is it just the way we've... Well, it could, it could likely be because because when we were defenseless little kids, right, the, the only thing we had to protect ourselves from all of the identities that were um, kind of given to us and uh, instantiated in the unconscious, if you could put it that way. Um, the only way we could defend against that was to use the mind to say no, basically. Oh, no. yeah. And then, of course, it became more complex yeah. later on, right? Uh, we have a complexity in, uh, you know, the moment you're triggered, let's say, uh, you feel stupid all of a sudden. So that's an internal uh, self-blame mechanism where you say, all right, I feel... I feel stupid, I'm in class, and I don't know the answers, so I really feel stupid. So it catalyzes the wound of I am stupid, right? And then you, you'll you protect yourself by, let's say, being silent or disappearing, even using the defense of, oh, I'm so stupid, can you help me? I don't understand. That can be a defense. And it yeah. can be a defense against um, also I am smart as well. Mm. Right? You know, I've seen a lot of people who who will insist how stupid they are. And then we do um, a treatment of breakthrough and all of a sudden, you know, they realize, okay, now smart, stupid, I'm neither of those things. So they're no longer influenced by the defense mechanisms, right? They they just dissipate. So, so we will do that. It just seems to be this, you know, mechanic of how we, we grew up and became conscious. Um, I don't know the history uh, of man, but we were more, uh, way more superstitious. Why should that go away? Yeah. You know, that's, that's part of the, the unconscious, but the interesting part is how we uh, have that unconscious and exactly what you said, the Facebook thing. And it does, you know, it, it does make this little, Oh my God, you just cursed me. Mm. Right. And, and those, you know, in our work, we know those curses can be very real. They can be very, very real. They can, they, they, um, people who who send those things and forward them, I try not to look at all so yeah. that they're not influencing me. I, I just see it and I I ignore it right away. I, I don't want to look at these things um, because you're also tuning into that energy yeah. of fear and um, threats and, wow, it's really old stuff. Mm. You know, just so old in us. You know, it's it's in the unconscious. So you want to, you know, again, kind of like our last conversation, really be in a place where you're tuning into yourself and um, kind of clearing up that that karmic stuff. There's enough unknown that we need to deal with. And that unknown we don't have to be afraid of. 
well, we don't have to be afraid of it. Even if you get cancer or you, you yeah. know, you get sick or whatever. That's I just mean, what's it, happening. It is what's happening. And, you know, there can be pain in that, uh, but not getting into the dramatization of it. It's part of the experience. Yeah. We're like, going to die is anyway. Is this good or bad? Is that evil? Is it? And I'm like, well, it's all just stuff. It's all just yeah. stuff. Exactly. It's just stuff. Mm. It's just data. And we're having an experience and the, you know, the ego wants to protect you, right? From, you know, you're, you're the most important thing in the universe. And that makes sense, yeah. right? Otherwise, you know, would you get out of bed if you didn't think that? So there's a certain healthy mm. um, narcissism <laughs> to, to our egos that get us out of bed. That to say, okay, I'm going to do this, right? Yeah, I'm going to get active. I'm going to. Otherwise, well, you wouldn't do a thing, right? <laughs> you wouldn't stop coughing. No, you wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, the, the, well, it seems to me that you wouldn't really uh, do very much. That uh, we'd be sort of like. It seems to me we'd be just filled with fear, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bless you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh. Bless a you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very interesting um, how superstitious we can can be and how primal we actually are, right? Well, not. It I does. Mean, when you said it are, tunes into that primal thing, it just felt right. It does. It does. It really, really <laughs> does. And um, it that is beyond the mind. And because there are weird things that I'm not really going to talk about, but weird <laughs> yeah. things that can happen, right? There are things that are experiences that you you might have had i've had i'm sure a lot of people out there have had that you can't explain you know you can't sit around you could put some logic on it but you know very well it's not something that you end up discussing because there's too many people that would uh, put logic on it it's something that you know you've experienced that just doesn't fit um, with your experience of the world. So we know that there are things um, beyond <laughs> this earthly kind yeah. of way of seeing things. And if we didn't have that, we wouldn't develop half the things that we do. Yeah. Right? I mean, think about, think about going back in time with a cell phone that has pictures on it and does all kinds Ooh. of things. And, you know, you would be, you might be burnt at the stake as a witch, right? Yeah. So, so very simple things that, you know, having electricity, having light uh, in a hundred years ago, well, know, 200 years ago, this uh, would be weird. It would be, it would be strange. These are inconceivable things. And there's a lot that we can't conceive that, you know, would happen in the future. Like, um, you know, as AI comes in, maybe we transfer our consciousness into a, you know, robot that never breaks down. Yeah. <laughs> it would be incredible, right? Yeah. And, okay. and wonderful when your body doesn't work, right? When your body's not working. Yeah, but then would we get to die? 
Yeah, I don't know. Would you? Well, maybe you would choose to die. Maybe you would choose. Maybe you. Well, at the same time, maybe you just become. Um, I don't know, but <laughs> you know, at, at some point, maybe your conflicts no longer have meaning. No, maybe yeah. they, you just switch yourself off. Um, yeah, maybe you would just go. Yeah. Yeah, and and where you're going to is just, um, maybe you'd have a glimpse of it. Or maybe you just reboot your computer. <laughs> Blue reboot. screen for a moment and reboot yourself. Yeah, or maybe you're you're just a genius that keeps going. I don't know. That keeps doing things, and yeah, it will be I interesting. It'll be a whole fascinating topic to think through. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll leave it at that. So we have a little talk <laughs> on superstition, and yeah, well, please write in and ask some questions so we can. Uh, yeah, we can be addressing people. It'd be way more fun because Eloise and I know our topics together, but we could go a lot deeper than this. Yeah, if you stimulate us, we might yeah. sneeze more. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, my love. We... Have a great day okay. and uh, hope your cold gets better real quick. Whatever's going on. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right. Bye, yeah, sweetie. Bye. bye.